Erotic Awakening is brought to you by the Southwest Leather Conference. Come early and stay late because Southwest Leather Conference has plenty planned for the entire weekend of January 20 to 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona. Guests can still register online for a weekend package until January 16th. The only on-site registration will be available after that. Plan your entire Southwest Leather Conference weekend from an abundance of activities, events, and entertainment opportunities throughout the weekend. This schedule is posted on the website so that guests can pursue their many options. Come experience the excitement, sharing the fun, Southwest Leather Conference. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dom. Hi, Dan. Well, I see that Mia Culpa just did tweets about us and about total power exchange relationships. It and about uh, that they're getting something from it. So we are going to get around to doing part three of our series on power exchange relationships. Yes. So it should be pretty good. We did part one being fantasy into reality. Part two works if you work it where you convert <laughs> into the actual living an actual power exchange relationship. And today mm-hmm. we're going to talk about maintaining a good thing. Yes. You and I happen have been in a power exchange relationship for 10 years now. And how do you make that happen? And what's that like? And that'll be the topic of the show today. (laughs) Awesome. Unfortunately, what's not going to be the topic is, well, here it is, 2012. Yes. We have so much shit going on. I know. It's stunning how every year we say, oh, we're going to slow down a little bit. We were just saying that. (laughs) And we're getting invited to events without them telling us. They're putting mm-hmm. us up on the website saying, hey, come see Dan and Dawn. But we don't even know we're going. And people are saying, hey, do you guys want to ride out with us? Just like, ride out to where? They're like, oh, you're on the website. Oh. We've had to actually, and, and we're not super stupid busy with this kind of stuff, but we've actually had to turn down an event mm-hmm. um, where we're just overloaded at a particular time of the year. And, right. and the funny thing is the two, we have these two huge major things going on. We do. That we can't talk about yet. I know. I know. And it's, it's just so funny because it's like, you know, presenting and podcasting isn't enough. Now we're putting other projects. Yes. Oh, and writing books, you oh, know. Yeah, <laughs> we still yeah. got a third idea out there. And, you know, it's, it's just... Things just, the universe is just providing because we're not even reaching. <laughs> at, at least, though, it gives us something to talk about. Absolutely. But uh, we will get there. So, we're going to, our, our feature topic that you and I are going to talk about today is the third stage of a total power exchange relationship, mm-hmm. that maintenance kind of stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to thank Southwest Leather Conference for the opening bump that they gave us. Yes. And uh, we actually uh, got on the phone with somebody from the Southwest Leather, Leather Contest uh, Assistant Event Director, I believe, or I believe. something cool like that. Mm-hmm. Talked for a little bit about why this event is so different from other events. Yes. And we uh, will look forward to hearing that in a little bit. We're also, um, so that's happening in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But we're also, we have a ticket for a, um, an event in, in West Virginia. In West Virginia. Uh-huh. And we're going to wait till next episode to give that ticket away. Ooh. So that's a little, <laughs> that's called a, what do they call that in radio language? I don't know. Forbearing? No. For, for, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yes. yes. I think mine was a financial term. <laughs> Um, before we get there, though, and good Lord, I got a lot of stuff on this little piece of paper in front of me. I know, and I just scribbled some more on here, too. <laughs> so, lots going on. Why so, do people keep sending you pictures of tentacle sex is my oh, question. I don't know, but I love it, love it, love it. So, you know, we just got to, um, Gretchen keeps me in mind all the time. So, Gretchen RPH sent me this beautiful picture of a woman Having a glass, curly, tentacle dildo with nubbies on it. Yes. So, inserted where it's supposed to go. (laughs) It's it's so interesting, our life, in that some people, some women, may Uh receive pictures of women being fucked with dildos and say, 
that's how dare they and you look at it and go that person knows me really well so it was pink too and then what did this i see we got something from my annabella maid Mm -hmm. as well what was that annabelle maid that was a rubber tentacle dildo (laughs) so so if you have glass and rubber and you know so they're making them out of all kinds of materials right now We'll, we'll come across a metal dildo, I'm sure, at some point. Ooh, that'd be cool, too. What? <laughs> I think so. Because it'd be nice and cool. As in cold to the touch. Okay. I, so, I do not receive dildos yeah. in my orifices, so I don't know what is pleasurable. <laughs> well, I, and it's kind of funny. I was just talking to someone the other night about how much I love glass. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm assuming I would love metal, but I don't like hard plastic. And there's a difference between hard plastic and glass. But I really like the glass. So uh, I'm ready to throw all mine out. Oh, I remember who I was talking to. <laughs> so... What? Are you are you having a pony moment? I am. Good. I was at a party. <laughs> um, it's funny because you know we we always talk about the distinction between power exchange relationships and that they're not just about sex. At least for us and mm-hmm. other people, they are. But uh, boy, we sure seem to be on the sex kick lately with the tentacles. Oh yes. Why not though? Why not? So well, I also got a link from Shy Joy. Mm-hmm. So and she she's up in our Akron area. So. And uh, she sent me a picture. It kind of looks like a watercolor, but it's of a, a woman laying on her belly, and, and the tentacle monsters got her from behind. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was more of an artistic sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, it looked like a watercolor. So, it was, oh, it's nice. But, but, and as nice as that was, I would think that the Coupe de Grace is mm-hmm. the chair. Someone sent me a link to the tentacle chair that we keep hearing about at the uh, Kinky Geek event. So isn't that in New Jersey or so? I know it's it is, East, yeah. Yeah, East yeah. Coast, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, I've been told about this chair that was there, and, and I actually tried to rearrange our, our presenting schedule so that we could go to that <laughs> event, that event, and see the chair. But uh, they sent me a link to the pictures of how this chair was made and what it looks like. So through the whole process, huh. I'm actually going to try to get an interview with the guy that made it and and just talk more do you, do you about think, the chair. Do you think that we're I know that we're kinky enough. Do you think that we're geeky enough to go to the geeky and kinky events? Absolutely. (laughs) Before we get too much older. (laughs) I'm not against the idea at all. Um, It'd be fun. So we got that going on. We have... um, so we talk a lot about the different stuff we do, but then mm-hmm. you, we have not talked, or we have talked about pet play before. We have. So we've talked about pet play before. We've talked about pony play before. Um, mm-hmm. Not us personally. It's not something that is one of our fetishes, but we've brought people on that have uh, talked about it. So, and we've given our little experiences about it. But you just went to an, a workshop on pet play, I think. I did. I did. Um, Friday night, our local leather store here mm-hmm. has workshops sometimes. And Friday night, I went to a pet play workshop. So, And this is by a group of people that are going to be starting a new club here in Columbus. Okay. So it's kind of, I think it's called the Play Club mm-hmm. of Ohio. And it is about pony play and pet play. And, you know, oh. yeah. And they talked about how um how it puts you in a different space and they went over a lot of the um the garnishments a lot of the costuming and and harnesses and you know collars and leashes and things like that to use and i found it interesting because there was a couple sitting behind me that was an ms couple a master mm-hmm. slave couple and they were trying to wrap their heads around this and um, it finally clicked for the master, and he said, oh, so if I can get her into pet space, that's going to help her feel her submissiveness, submissiveness more. Okay. You know, it would be a tool. And it was like, absolutely, this could be used as a tool. So, you know, I, I think they're going to try to put it into their MS relationship. So as a way of uh, gathering new energy towards their TPE. <laughs> well, there you go. Total power exchange. <laughs> um, so that was cool. That was and fun. It sounds like fun, and it's nice. To, it's nice to do just something for fun on occasion. It is, and it was kind of neat watching her put um, put her pony through the process of getting them dressed. So, like, they started with the shoes and worked their way up with the costume and then the harness, and to watch the pony's energy shift. From human that steps his foot forward to put on his costume to pony 
they had to have his leg tapped to put his foot forward. You know, just little neat stuff like that. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah. We're going to um, jump over to the question of the day at this point. And I see we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about as well as other events. But let's get into the question of the day, which you don't even know what it is because it's not there. It's not here. Um, the question, somebody wrote us a question, said, well, hey, I've been listening to your podcast recently, and I'm not mm-hmm. listening to it in any particular order. Right. And you keep referring to this master's cap. What the hell is a master's cap? Oh, neat. So I guess if you don't listen, now we do have one episode where I talk extensively about receiving my cover or master's right. cap, also known as a mirror cap. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about that a little bit. And I actually am going to uh, refer to an article by Sarah Sloan on a history break on the Muir cap a little bit. So I'm going to be sneaky and act like I know what I'm talking about. I will say, though, um, literally what it is, is it's a leather cap. Yes. It is that literally. It's a leather hat. Mm -hmm. There are certain styles of it. If you think of a biker's hat, maybe if you haven't seen one, that might be the most familiar. Mm Mm-hmm. yeah, so it's it's got a military background, so and um, you probably got a little bit more on that. But it's it's very distinctive looking. If you go to a leather environment, you're going to notice these leather covers. So very mm. distinctive. And I will put a picture of this hat so that you don't have to pretend mm-hmm. you can picture what it looks like. <laughs> the first time I ever saw one, and it was completely out of context, right? And it wasn't used. Well, it was what it was. But the first time I ever saw one was when the um, Hightower went to the Blue Oyster Ball yes. in Police Academy yes. 1. Yes. And I grant you that was not an gr- accurate portrayal of a leather bar, but it was the <laughs> first portrayal of a leather bar I ever saw back before I was a, a leather bar attendee myself. And as a matter of fact, that was a pretty nice leather bar. If too bad it, it maybe was. Maybe it is. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> so, um, well, and of course, we'll put a picture up on the website. Um, the Muir cap is one thing it's called. It's also called a master's cap. It's sometimes called a sir's cap or a master's cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I did not know this now. It was originally, it is called a Muir cap because the design was initially sold by the Muir cap company. Yes. You knew that. I knew that. Well, I <coughs> you must study this stuff for our title oh, run. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and then there's some things that you want to know about these things, right? Don't touch the brim. Right. Now, the, the reason for that is it leaves oils. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's more of a tradition than anything else. Right. People don't react poorly when you touch the brim because, oh, you're leaving oils. They say, oh, my God, it's a traditional. Th-. It's like, uh, I don't know, pissing on a crucifix. I don't know. I what. Don't know. <laughs> That's but probably a, a horrible Yeah, simile. but it, it's, it's a sign of respect not to yeah. touch the brim because you have to be very mindful of how you hold the cover and how you hold the hat and the respect that you have for it. And usually when I see a master wearing a cover, Mm -hmm. for now, some people just go out and buy them. But the tradition is, in in the the leather environment, the leather community, is that you've earned this cover. You know, someone has said, wow, you are a master. You have the skills. You've owned a slave. You know, we want to recognize you for the accomplishments that you've made. And and, and the cover has been presented to them Mm -hmm. in some sort of ceremony. So, you know, it's a very high honor different, to wear oh, a cover. Different communities, different um, families have different methods of doing these. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you receive this cover, you'll receive it as part of a ceremony. Yes. Right? So it might be a couple friends mm-hmm. gathered together. It might be just family members. Or you might have friends like we do who put you in front of <laughs> 300 people to do it right. and spring it on you. Right. With the idea of we, in this particular event where I was covered was not a leather event. Right. And of the there's 300 people there, maybe 20 people identify as leather. Mm-hmm. So it was a wonderful thing for everyone to see. Yeah, we love flogging each other and all that kind of stuff, but there's another aspect yeah, to it. Yeah, it exposed people to another different style of community mm-hmm. and, and way of doing things. So Now, I do want to say that it's all done ceremonial now, but from what I've learned from history-wise is, is um, you know, sometimes way back when, you know, however long that was, um, sometimes it was just one master giving it to an apprentice, Mm -hmm. you know? So there was no ceremony involved at all. It was a, here, you've earned this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
other than that, general leather etiquette, don't touch other people's leathers. Right. Um, and, you know, one of the neat things for me, one of the tricky bits for me was because I did some time in the Navy, mm-hmm. we have very clear hat etiquette in yes. the Navy, which is somewhat different from the etiquette of wearing a master's cover. For example, in, uh, when I was in the Navy, when you go indoors, you don't wear your, you don't wear your cap. You stick mm-hmm. it in your back pocket. If you're, if you're on board, you have these nice baseball hats instead of the weird white Gilligan hats that people right. are used to. <laughs> um, so the, the, there is some etiquette as well, though, for, for the hats. Regardless, still, you want to remove them over... Uh, they're to be removed and put over your heart during, like, uh, National Anthem. Absolutely. Um, interesting, and you had this question, was a, a slave... There is no such thing as a slave's cover or... No, a slave cap. Right. There is a boy's cap, uh-huh. but I think that's different than like a, an overall slave cap. I haven't right. heard of that. So you don't usually see girls running around with slave caps. So, but you could have a leather boy, and, and it's just a little bit different. You know, one of the neat things, and, and again, it's not about the cover. It's not about the cap. It's not about... You know, it's, it's two things to me. Now, let me talk personally what it is okay. to me, what mine is. My covered means to me, first off, oh, I almost got all teary there, Aww. is it forced me to look back at the 10 years in the community that I've had and mm-hmm. what I've done. Right. And to have six other leaders from our area, our area. within hundreds of miles of our mm-hmm. area, come together and say, Dan, we see what you've done for the community. You've earned this. Right. That was. Um, it was amazing. Well, it was. An, it, it, I don't even know what to say. As a matter of fact, that's one of the few times I've been on a stage and been speechless. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, though, is also a sign that yes, I do work for the community, and that's mm-hmm. and, and to me, this is one of the things I like about the leather community is that. There are symbols. There are traditions. There are rites of passage, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, and personally, you know, I'm a big fan. If you if you are going to wear a master's cover, there's a level of responsibility that comes with it. And Absolutely. The people that I mentor, and I mentor other uh, capital letter types. I don't mentor submissives. <laughs> and go listen to Mo's rant about that <laughs> if you want to hear more about that. Back on episode one sixty one. But I all, part of my mentoring is I, you know, I say, all right, you're, you identify as a master or a mistress or whatever. You're uh-huh. taking care of your submissive, or, and that's fine. What do you do for the community? Right. You know, what are you showing the community? You mm-hmm. know, when, the, when somebody enters the lifestyle and, they, and you introduce yourself as Master Joby Joe, mm-hmm. what is, what's a master look like to them, yeah. right? And does it reflect something more than a, uh, somebody who knows how to get on the Internet? Mm-hmm. Is the only qualification. That's so. Now we're going <laughs> off topic. Let's get back to the show. That is the answer to the question: What is a master's cap? Mm-hmm. You can go off and buy one from a store, and you can go buy your own leather chaps, and you can go buy your own leather jacket, and you can buy your own leather vest. And nobody says you're not allowed to do those things. Right. The etiquette is that you don't represent them as different from what they are. Right. And you might find. I personally take great pride in the fact that when I go to a party. A formal event, because a cover is normally only worn for more formal things. I wear one, two, three, four pieces of leather. Mm -hmm. Three of them earned. One holds up my pants. Right. You know, and and there's other people there decked out leather head to toe. Right. That's great. You know, and I I take some pride in what I've earned as a reflection. And it's not a a, pride's a tricky word. I don't know that it's pride per se. Right. It's more of um, an acknowledgement that I've done some work and an acknowledgement that there's more to do. I don't know. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> there's more to do, more than what we're already doing. <laughs> we're just getting started. Speaking of which, um, you do, sometimes you do more than I do. You went to a party in Northeast Ohio that I, I didn't did. go to. What's a crossover party? So, well, I went to the Northeast Ohio Crossover Party up in Cleveland. I've been to a couple of these. Every once in a while, I'll find myself with a a Saturday night, and I'll run up there and check it out. And this is a um, a crossover party is a crossover of swinging and BDSM. 
<laughs> so, um, you know, some of us like to combine all of that stuff, and uh, they do so very well up there. So they have uh, some swingers that come in that really don't have a clue about BDSM, but they absolutely watch. And then you have, you know, a lot of sex going on in the mm-hmm. dungeon, and some of it's pure sex, some of it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and, you know, and it's all good, and it's just one happy party. So it was a great time. Well, good. I get to watch some really hot scenes. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice. Yes. And how do the swingers and the BDS summers get along? They get along okay. Um, sometimes, I know I had a scene with somebody a couple of months back, and, you know, a swinger doesn't understand. I, I don't want to generalize, but this swinger didn't understand that you don't walk into someone else's space. So he had to get the he he got the look from the dominant that was playing with me when he got a little bit too close. But otherwise, they're very respectful of everybody's space. I mean, when you go there, you know what you're going there for, so mm-hmm. and what you might see. So there's a little bit of etiquette on both sides. It gets taught pretty well, and it's all good. Okay. So it was fun. Good. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Well worth the trip. Um, I'm trying to think of a good segue. Oh. Into all the, the, the new website. Yeah. And really, there's no good segue. So the, <laughs> there's just, let's be honest. I blew this, the, I don't know, I blew up the website. The website <laughs> blew up. Who knows what technology. The website done blowed up. The eroticawakening.com. Yes. The chicken or the egg. Was it the website or was it Master Dan? <laughs> it was user error. It's always user error. Um, so we, we've spent a lot of time rebuilding said website over yes. the past week or two. If you do find any dead links, please let us know. The Got Comments form is back, and people are using it, and it's fantastic I looking. Know. I really like the Got And as a matter of fact, the picture of the mirror cap, all the links to all the tentacles that we mm-hmm. received, I'll stick that all out on the website. Uh, and you can go out there and say, whoa, what happened to the nice old one? So, And we did to just get a comments form, didn't we? So someone was asking yeah. if our book came in anything but... Kendall and Nook. Yes. I, so somebody EPUB. wrote from Spain. Spain, yes. And they said that they wanted it to see the book in EPUB, EPUB. format, which I found mm-hmm. out we something called Diesel Publishers has our book in EPUB format. Nice. Format, so I was able to send the link over to that, and then I Google translated something in Spanish and sent it back to them. <laughs> I bet it was naughty. You'd be Maybe surprised. <laughs> I can be shy on occasion. <laughs> All righty. So uh, we've got the, yeah, so we've got the, what we've done. It's a, God, this is what, January 11th? We really do have a topic coming here, we folks. We do, Stick we do. It. So, but uh, <laughs> it's it's only January 11th, and we've already been to two events, and, well, a workshop and a party, and we got stuff coming up as well. So we've got, um... You're going to be presenting at a support group next week, and then we have the Canton group coming up. Oh my up. gosh, I got that thing next week, don't yes, I? Yes, you oh, do. I forgot all about that. Yes, and um, oh, we have Sexapalooza this weekend. Yes. Where we're going to be doing sensual spanking demo. And, and for people that listen to the podcast at the last minute, on the day it's released, um, we actually have at least one or two spare tickets to yes, Sexapalooza. You just have to, obviously, today. Or the day we publish this is going to be the day before. It's uh, this. You are going to be hearing this in the future on the twelfth of Mm -hmm. January, two thousand twelve. And Palooza starts Friday the thirteenth. Yes. Oh, Friday the thirteenth. I didn't realize that. So, and if you want to see us do a sensual spanking demo, we'll be out there on Sunday. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's at the Vet Memorial, which is like a huge venue, and. A lot of retail stuff going on. So we have Sexapalooza this weekend, the support group next weekend, Canton group uh, sometime here in January, <laughs> and wow. And then in February, it goes into presenting for NLA local and Lupercalia. We just got our plane tickets in for that, mm-hmm. for Canada, recording for the Kink Academy. We've got all kinds of stuff coming up. That's just off the top of my head. I'm tired (laughs) just hearing it. Um, So, all right, check, check, check. If you are tired of hearing us talk about what we've got to do, then you can write us at Dan at eroticawakening.com and tell us to shut up or... Or contact us with that new comment form on our webpage at www.eroticawakening.com. And tell us to shut up. You can also like us on Facebook. 
like us long enough to tell us to shut up. <laughs> or tweet about us. You know what? A lot of people have been tweeting about us. That's what I was looking at before we got started. I kink, therefore I am, has been catching up on episodes. Heard the Sonic Erotica episode and said it's okay to make squishy noises. Yes. Which, by the way, I kink, therefore I am. I'm kind of expecting that leads you to sending me some of your Ooh, squishy noises. That would be awesome. So Dan likes the squishy noises. He does, he does. So, and then MMBFI, not sure what that stands for, but they said that their partner is a thelemite and they've been listening to our podcast i know i didn't see this one come through to just just a little bit ago and um uh and then they are a hardcore atheist but listening to our stuff they've had a whole new world open up so and that's kind of neat because i think the thelemite i think that's what uh oto is isn't it i thought so as well but i might be getting it mixed up with the thalamore from Skyrim. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. So that's awesome. So if MMBFI, if you can find the episode that has Babylon Rising in it, where we talk to uh, Donald Michael Craig, Craig, that I'm believing that's OTO, which is, I believe, Thelemite. So that'll be interesting for him. And then Cable Flame. So recommended oh, yeah, us yeah, to yeah. a couple of people. One and of the few people that we've suckered into being on the show twice. Yes, Two indeed. So cool. So just lots and lots of, lots and lots of, Tweets. I almost said twits, but that kind of sounds bad. (laughs) Lots and lots of twats. That would be a different episode altogether. So, oh, and I'm also looking for something else right now. If anybody wants to contact us, Um, some fetishes that we haven't covered before. I just went out on FET because I, I came across a couple of fetishes today that I went, oh, we know people that do that and we haven't talked about it yet. So going to be putting out some feelers if there's something we haven't covered feel free to contact us and also um to go backwards in time for a moment mmmfbbi mm-hmm. um should probably stick around and listen to the southwest leather conference interview that we have coming up on this episode again that is known as the woo woo event yeah. if you like mixing your uh sexuality and spirituality in bdsm um you know that's a great event to explore that at mm-hmm. And then what you were saying, and to jump back in time, and we're all over time-wise. Um, yeah, so what are the new kinks that we're looking for to interview people on? Um, well, I, I just, remember somebody just, somebody just came through. Somebody, somebody, somebody wrote me out of the what blue is the thing on where you, FET. Yeah, you put, that, you put the, uh, the salt water, the saline. Oh, the saline injection. something. Yeah. yeah. Somebody was wanting that. Somebody um, said, uh, oh, and that was Secretive Slave, mm-hmm. I think. Um, mentioned and those. she had a couple of them. Yeah, the medical fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, someone this morning wrote me out of the blue wanting to know if I did Bendito, I think is what it's called. It's where the uh, bottoms of your feet are caned or flogged. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I know. No, that's that's one I've seen done before. Oh, yeah, I yeah. don't think I would be interested. But um, it depends on the situation. But uh, I said, no, I don't. But if that's your fetish, would you like to be interviewed? Sure. And he said, why, yes, I would rather do it, but I can talk about it as well. Oh, okay. So, and then I think I had somebody lined up for tickling. And it, oh, excellent. Yeah. And you know what's really funny is the hardest one that we've had coming up with someone is cuck holding. holding. And I just can't, a lot of people dig it, but I can't find anybody to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So they're, if they're you want to talk to... about any of that stuff. Contact us. Contact us. <laughs> All right. So, some time ago, in a history, in a land far, far away, <laughs> um, we did a podcast on. This is episode number one, one fifty-three, fantasy into reality, part one: typical stages of a total power exchange relationship. Mm-hmm. In part one, we addressed aspects of like going from the fantasy of a total power exchanging, total power exchange relationship, right. to bringing it to life. Right, and the the new relationship energy that's involved in it, and and things like that. So you're you're learning about each other. It's pink cloud time, yeah, all that great stuff. And then part two, episode one fifty six, works if you work it. And there we talk about um, the stage where now you've gone in from the fantasy, you've and you've gotten to realize that. Um, it is real life. It's it a full-time relationship. Mm-hmm. The trash still needs to be taken out. The, the dog still needs to be walked. Right. And, you know? and things that we've experienced, and a lot of people have shared with that they, they've experienced it, with things like the end of NRE, the new relationship energy, complacency, frustration, mm-hmm. that Van- kind of stuff sets Vanilla in. Vanilla sneaks in. Yeah. So. And we talked about some of the tools to get through that. Mm-hmm. So there's part one and two. Now we're into part three. So part three is 
this aspect, and this is the aspect you and I live in now, right? Right. This is the, um, you know, maintaining mm-hmm. this long-term power exchange relationship. Right. So because we've been formally called, oh, March is coming up, sir. How March is coming Almost up? 11 years. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been formally collared for almost 11 years, but we've been putting, we started putting this power exchange relationship together two years before that. So we're coming up uh, on almost 13 years of, of living this. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, and working, working out the speed bumps. So we are definitely in the maintaining it mature phase. And th- these are just the phases that have worked for us. This is just, uh, people may go through different phases. I don't know what they would be, but, you know, so this is where we're at now. So we've done the, um, the speed bumps, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, you'll, it's a real relationship. We'll always have speed bumps, but we hit the major ones when the NRE wore off the new relationship energy. And we figured out communication tools and we figured out that it's not all fantasy. And, you know, we figured out how to talk to each other and we figured out that the relationship was worth doing. Mm-hmm. Some people decide, nope, they just want NRE all the time and they jump ship. Sure. Time and time and time again, you know, so, but we put the work into ours and And here here we we are. are. So how would you describe our relationship from a power exchange relationship aspect Mm -hmm. at this point? I mean, like now, today. Now, today, um, ooh, the word that came to mind is comfortable, which is a weird place to be. But get into the weeds a little bit. Okay. Right. How often do you still make the bed? Do you still make my lunch? Do you still call me sir? Do you still defer to my judgment? Yes. So I don't make the bed every day, though I, I would still like to make the bed every day. I don't know if it's homework that's popping in or, or what, you know, because I'm back in school. Um, I do make your lunch every day. I pack your gym bag every day. I make you coffee every day. You just gave me a new um, uh, task. task. I like that word. A new task to do, which so we should the, talk about. There's the interesting aspect of it, right? You could mm-hmm. say, well, a lot of wives or a lot of mates make lunch for their partner mm-hmm. or pack their gym bag, mm-hmm. right? Um, but even though we're 10 years in, we are still maintaining the ability to put a little emphasis on the MS aspect of it. For And there's a great example. Not only... I was, when I'm at work, I'm like, oh, I don't want to drink this crappy free coffee, and I don't right. want to spend money on the buying coffee. Right. So I was able to turn buy a specific pitcher and turn it into a task for you, a slave-based mm-hmm. task, which gives you the ability to reinforce the slave dynamic. This yes. isn't just something you're doing as my wife or my spouse or my mate. Mm-hmm. This is a slave's action. You're making this little calf, calf, uh, carafe. carafe of thank you, coffee for <laughs> me every day and sending it to work. The way the food's prepared. Um, I would say that the, the bed is made more often than not. Mm-hmm. And you still just conversationally will call me sir. Yes. Conversationally. I like what you were saying about comfortable, but there's more to it than comfort to me. It's more of a, a Taoist perspective of fluidity. Yes. Every, all the MS in our life right now, for the most part, flows. As we have finally trained ourselves after a number of relationships Mm -hmm. a number of previous not at marriages but relationships and being other vanilla humans Mm -hmm. that that is not us that we are in a power exchange relationship as our natural state it's just a uh, i i can't think of a better word than it It flows naturally yeah and it's got a very solid foundation Mm -hmm. it's just feeling very solid so and i know like um so it, it was awesome being in the ikea store and i'm watching you buy this carafe and i'm like we have a bigger carafe at home why would you need one that size Mm -hmm. you know and you're like because i'm creating a new task for my slave and it was like my heart just kind of went oh a new task because i do do a lot and um you know so in the maintenance phase you also have to keep putting in a little bit of energy to keep it nice and fresh and exciting as well Absolutely, and that's really one of the transformations in in, in this stage three, mm-hmm. right? Is that in stage one, it was natural for me to give you these little tasks, yes. right? In stage two, 
it becomes more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I got to come up with a new, new slave task because she already does the eight, other eight <laughs> things and she's mastered them all. So I got to come up with some new thing, right? Where now it becomes a very much a, um, it's not the bulk of our relationship. It is the, it's the fudge that goes on the ice cream, I yeah. guess, is the way I want to put that. Um, whenever now we have a baseline of a master slave or power exchange relationship mm-hmm. but we also but when we do these extra things come up like as simple as giving you a new task of making my coffee yes um it's like the the extra little spice it's that extra little twinkle mm-hmm. in an already great relationship mm-hmm. you know yep and i was thinking this morning i actually got a little um, a bit of excitement this morning that I haven't even shared with you yet in that I do have um, voice in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And like we've said before, there's moments where I can ask a question and moments where there's no room for question. And like this morning, you're like, um, I've made a master decision, yeah. Yeah. which told me that hmm, no room for voice at the moment, except you said, I've made a master decision and I'm giving you this amount of time to speak up if you know, you have anything to add to right. the information I have to make this decision, and then the decision's being made. And it was like, oh, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm, I'm used to having, you know, a lot of voice at this point, and uh, I like it when you remind me, poop, I'm making a decision here. Yeah. This is it. And it's, and it's important to, um, to do that, you know, mm-hmm. to, but, but at this point, again, this is the, the sweet part of this relationship is I don't have to think about it so much. Right. It's natural for me to say, I have an idea. Why don't we get a new puppy? Mm-hmm. And for me to listen to you and think about it and then to make a decision. And then when right. I get around to saying, we're not getting a new puppy. We travel too much. Yeah. You know, for you to be, oh, I can but be a little pouty. You but... can be pouty without being manipulative. Right. And, and you've gone to the point where we both accept our, are comfortable in our mm-hmm. roles. You know, you'd said comfortable earlier. I wrote down a note that said it's like an old sweater. And <laughs> people don't like that, I don't think. But, <laughs> but it, it is very comfortable at this point. Um, even though you and I, we still push the boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. I have, um, I put in, uh, uh, somebody contacted us about doing a particular event. Right. And we looked at the calendar and you had something to do. You're, you're, you had some reverend work to do, as a matter right. of fact. You had a wedding to do. But I was available. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, heck, that would be a new thing for us. What if I go by myself? And, right. and although you and I have done presenting on our own before, this is a different sort of thing. So, um, But I've become very comfortable with the idea that there's no... I think that one of the maturity, one of the nice things about stage three, this, la- this part now, is there are no more big deals i'm yeah, being it's, careful it's to like, say that because things really bad things still happen as we grow older we're going to more funerals right we're losing more you know the list of pets that we've had it's, that we've yeah. outlived at this point is climbed you know uh so i don't want to say there's no big deals like life doesn't happen but our foundation is such that we don't expect it to rock right who we are there's not going to be a point where I'm knocking on wood, but... <laughs> yeah, you know, where I've lost my job, so we can't do MS anymore. Right. You know, everything... And, and, and otherwise, in actuality, everything is, this happened. So we have an MS foundation to react to it. Yeah. I lose my job. All right, how does an MS couple deal with that? Right. The, the, um, the cat's thrown up, or we got to watch the grandbaby, or... You've deleted my character on Skyrim. You know? No. <laughs> how do how do we in our foundation? You know, there's none of this. Oh, I got to be the master about this. Mm-hmm. It's I am the master. How am I going to deal with it? Right. Oof, that was quite the yeah. interesting rant there. It and is. you know what? I, and I sit back and I say, "Fuck! No wonder we wrote a book." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Well, we've been through uh, we've been through all these phases, and you know the word. I think the reason that I use the word comfortable, and I just wrote this down so I didn't, wouldn't forget, is that. And I'm knocking on wood again because every time I say an absolute, it seems sure, to, I get sure. knocked upside the head. But um, it seems like we don't have as much drama 
anymore. When we were still learning about each other and learning about what MS should be and what it versus what it was and who did what and what was supposed to happen here and you know, uh oh, you haven't given me a new task. Do you really still see me as your slave? And right. you know, and just all that dramatic stuff and taking things personally and you know, a lot of that seems to have fallen away with the comfort level. So, and maybe that's any relationship. Maybe that's just who we are as people. I'm not sure, but it seems to really have the foundation in the MS. You know, I can, I can start a new project and know that you will, as master, put your foot down if it's too much. Mm -hmm. You know, if you tell me no, I say yes, sir. If you tell me go do something, I say yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go on. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying I don't want to say that in a way of it sounding like I don't have voice because I am very adamant that, you know, I am allowed to speak up when I'm allowed to speak up when, when there's room for that. But, um, you know. And we've just had a couple instances lately where um, you've, like, we've, we've been talking about, hey, we should start a sacred sexuality group because right. a lot of people coming out of the woodwork saying, I need more of that in my mm-hmm. life. And eventually I said, all right, we're going to do it for six months, pull the trigger, go make it happen. Yes. And you were very much ready for that to happen. But mm-hmm. There's a lot of, well, should we do it this way, do it that way, do it this way, do it that way? No, just do it. And you gave me a deadline. Yeah. And it was created by the deadline. It still didn't have a name until the very last minute. Right. But, you know, it was... It was... But then also I recently gave you an uh, order. And other people do it however you want. For me, mm-hmm. I am very... Res- uh, Resilient to uh, resilient. I'm against the idea of giving you commands that have to do with your physical health. Right. I'm a big fan of the only true change for physical for a lot of things comes from at the point that you've decided. Wow, I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but recently I told you, hey, go join this marathon walking club. Mm-hmm. And we and you gave me some feedback, the calendar, the cost, and all that kind of stuff. And I said, okay, right. don't go do that after all. Right. <clears throat> but well, you at least commanded that I researched it. The neat thing is that I don't. It's not, but it's not a challenge for me to say, "Oh boy, I gave an order, and I'm not gonna." And now I'm backing off of it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I gave an order, and we looked at it, and I, it was a bad order, so I reversed it, and it's mm-hmm. not even a big deal. It wouldn't have even come up if we weren't doing this podcast again. Right. You know? <laughs> one of the really interesting things that I've noticed is, in part one, it's a lot about emotions. Yes. Part two, we talked a lot about the tools. Mm-hmm. How do I deal? How do I do? How do I, right? Mm-hmm. And part three, I feel, has, is more now it's about principles. And I don't know if principles is the word I want. Okay. But we've developed certain psychological, philosophy, philosophical maybe? things. Okay. Like calmness. Mm-hmm. When the shit hits the fan, we don't go apeshit. Right. And when exciting things, wonderful news is heard, we don't go apeshit. We that was keep, hard a little earlier today when we got some news, but we but did we good. But we maintain a level yes. of, and it's not deadness, it's not Mm-mm. numbness, but it's a matter of this too shall pass. Yes. You know? Um, we've leveled, and I don't know what the word for this, but we've achieved this maturity in how we mm-hmm. disagree. Mm-hmm. We do disagree. We're human beings. Yes. We, we have... Conflict still. I can be a butt sometimes. <laughs> when I get sick, I get whiny. When I drink espresso, I get too grumpy. Mm-hmm. We've uh, developed some maturity around how we deal, deal with that. I don't know what word that is. And another one that I wrote down was fearlessness. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with the calmness, you know? When we look at, for example, me going away to this particular event. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not just like across town no, or across the it's, state. It's, it's away. Yeah. And you don't like it when I go away. You're I don't a- like it when you go away. And this is an event that we've done together before, so I know what to expect there right. and stuff. And yeah, so, but. There's not that feeling of, oh my God, how are we going to deal with that? Mm-hmm. There's a feeling of, how are we going to deal with that? Yeah. It's, it's more of a, hey, if you want to go do this, go do it. Mm hmm. And how are we going to, and we'll work out how we'll get through it, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't do, and if jealousy arises, we'll deal with we'll jealousy. We'll work on it, yeah. And if uh, fear of abandonment arises, mm-hmm. then we'll deal with it. 
or whatever arises, then we're just going to deal with it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Whether it's you going on a trip, me playing with somebody new, you playing with somebody new, you know, what, whatever on that scale. So we seem to be looking at it. Maybe it's just because we grew up. <laughs> but I think a lot of it has to do with our style of relationship. I think so, too. And, and I think that is the, the power. And I don't want to say this is about us, but this is the power of a foundation mm-hmm. built in a power exchange relationship. If you stick to it. You're going, and that's why we're calling these typical stages, right? Mm -hmm. You go through these things. Now, this isn't to say that people stay together all, you know, I heard a statistics once, people change every four years. Yeah, I've heard that And people do break up, Mm -hmm. but some people know how to break up with honor Mm -hmm. because they've grown in different directions, and that's okay sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Um what else do you have? Typical stages. I oh. just shot my load. I'm good. <laughs> well, one of the other things that I wanted to mention in this phase is that um, maybe, uh, and, and I don't know what to attribute it to, except that I don't take so many things so personally anymore. So like when we first got started, or even in stage two, if you went and got your own coffee, <gasps> it's because I had done something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my job. That was you know, slave gets coffee, master commands, you know, and there was all these shoulds and, and locked into positions on some stuff. And um, I just don't get that now, you know. I, and again, maybe it's that lack of drama, lack of taking things personally, lack of um, having shoulds locked in boxes, you know, anymore. If you get your own coffee, it's because master wants to get his own coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's because I've done something wrong, He'll let me know <laughs> if it's because right. I've done something wrong, you know. So I, I try to, um, I, I go with the flow on that one a lot now, though um, I try to make sure to be very mindful to make sure that you're not doing it because I'm not available, mindfully mm-hmm. available. So I, I still have to work on being mindful sometimes, though so that comes more naturally now. And um, like I said, I really like it when... Um, we get used to doing things a certain way, and then you change it up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. like with getting the carafe and you know and things like that. So um, sometimes we'll just be working on this podcast or working on whatever, and you'll put a pillow at your feet and tell me to sit at your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be we did that because it had to be done to cultivate our relationship. Now oh, it's yeah, done we- because it's an extra. It's an yeah. And you think about how much of the stuff we used to have on a time, on a calendar. Yes. You know, make sure we spend four, call at least time once a yes. week. Um, which all, all that was wonderful at the time. But mm-hmm. now there's just the, I think if we had to go back to scheduling that stuff, mm-hmm. it might be an indicator that we're not, that something's a little off. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure I want to say that because I think it's a wonderful idea for everybody. I don't care if you're new or you've been doing this for a little while, or you're a 20-year veteran, it's a good idea to go schedule some time together focused. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Time on. Yeah. Time on. Yeah, time on. But even the leash, you know, I don't want to forget the leash time because I love sitting at your feet and doing nothing but sitting at your feet and feeling slave. You know, and feeling master touching my head or something. Right, right. You know, absolutely love that. And what we found is that as we go through this this last phase, it's still not a last phase. Oh, yeah. Something can happen and throw us right back into NRE. Oh, you know, sure. the new relationship energy. When we went for the title run, poof, threw us right back in there. You know, there's there's things that you can do. And then when we went for the title run, we found out that we had to learn a little bit more about ourselves, which put us into stage two, and we got through that, which put us sure. into stage three, and I'm sure there's stuff coming up that's going to throw us right back into phase one, so... Oh, God, no. No, phase one's good. That's the pink cloud. It's just yes. that once okay. you get to phase it's, it's, one, it's there's good. usually a bump of growth, and then you have phase two. It's phase yeah. two that gets a little difficult, but we handle it pretty well now. I, I think so as well. Okay, I... Yeah. Shot your load? <laughs> I shot my load. Okay. I think I'm horny. I don't think girls shoot their loads, do they? Because I've been really, really horny. Go, go listen to the Squirty Girl episode. Yeah. We surely oh. do. <laughs> so, Don, outside right now, it is a balmy 21 degrees here in <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Uh, but, uh, Slave Elena, you are in f- the Arizona area, is that right? 
That's correct. What, yes. is the, what is the temperature outside right now? It is 73 degrees outside right now. Well, with all due respect to you and your master, fuck you. And let me continue by going, sorry about that. It sounds wonderful out there, actually. Um, it's gorgeous. That's why we live here this, this time of year. And uh, Slave Elena, you're really not on the podcast today to give us a weather report, but instead you are the junior executive director of the Southwest Leather Conference, an, ex, uh, an event that we keep hearing stuff about. And we wanted to ask you a little bit about it, if you don't mind. Not at all. I'd love to talk about it. So that event happens in Phoenix, Arizona, where the weather's always a wonderful 73 degrees in January. <laughs> and um, But even more interesting is, you know, we Dawn and I get to go to a lot of leather events and a lot of events around the nation. But everybody keeps telling us that Southwest Leather Conference is a little bit different. And it's often referred to as the woo-woo event. Would you consider this the woo-woo event? You know, I have heard it called that. Yes, yes. I, I And, and I... Um, would have to concur. Yes. I, of the events that I've attended around uh, the nation as well, we do tend to weave in a lot about not just leather and sex, but also the spirit aspect of what we do with BDSM. Is, is there the big difference you think between this event and other events is how, how much of the spiritual spirituality you bring into it? I would say that there is. I think that it's it's one part of the focus of the event. And I think that the Dance of Souls is our signature event that we do at Southwest Leather Conference that kind of showcases that piece of the, how spirit intermingles with our leather and our sex and our kinky lifestyle. Okay, well, let's start with that. What is a Dance of Souls? Uh, the Dance of Souls is a... Um, sometimes referred to as a ball dance or a hook pull. Uh, it's a combination of temporary piercing and, and hook piercings that people can participate in. And there's also drumming. And it is an entire afternoon devoted to, to dance. Um, and people have had some very uh, remarkable experiences from that. We get a lot of testimonials from people who participate in that about how it has helped them to uh, grow personally, um, or in their relationships in, in rather surprising ways. So it's a uh, very different opportunity than you tend to see at a lot of other events around the nation. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Definitely different. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit scary. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for some folks at the beginning. And then, and then after that, I think uh, some folks get a little bit, uh, I hate to use the word addicted, but they, um, they really look forward to this opportunity every year. So it is so. a waitlisted event. Um, we have currently a few people already on the waitlist for, for this event because it is so popular. It's limited to 150 attendees, but there's always uh, opportunities and things change with people's schedules. So anyone who is interested in, uh, participating in this, if they haven't registered, I would encourage them to register and get on the wait list as soon as possible. Very cool. Now, what else do you have going on that for those of us that uh, find that would be hiding from a flesh hook? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, since it is limited, we can't get everyone into the dance, nor would everyone be interested in that. We do have some incredible uh, workshop presentations uh, for this event, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, the Dance of Souls uh, event happens on the Sunday afternoon, mm -hmm. but we also have some great presenters that are gonna be uh, presenting as well. So there's plenty of opportunity for folks who are maybe not as interested in the spiritual side of things. We have uh, some great presenters that are gonna be focusing on uh, BDSM techniques, um, the leather lifestyle, uh, history. We have a, a quite a variety of, uh, of topics that would be of interest to many people. Very cool. So sounds like a lot of fun, you know, and the warm weather in January. So sounds yeah. like the place to go. Is this a good event for newcomers? It sounds like a lot of the stuff uh, is kind of advanced. Uh, we have a lot of... Uh, I would call them 201 type of workshops, but it's also a great opportunity for, for newcomers to the lifestyle. Uh, we have some, some basic uh, types of, of workshops. And I also encourage folks who are maybe just exploring to consider being volunteer for the event mm -hmm. because it's a little bit safer feeling. You know, you're, you have a network of folks that you're working with and uh, you can kind of 
be working an event and kind of checking it out rather than necessarily feeling like you need to participate directly. So it is a very good event for uh, for newcomers, I believe, because it, it does provide more than just the physical side of it. It, mm-hmm. it does show some of the other uh, aspects of BDSM that we think are very important. Nice. Can you think of any of the presenters that you have off the top of your head? Oh, yeah. Actually, we have a, a wide selection. Um, some of them have are folks who we're lucky enough to have come every year, like Master Skip. Uh, we also have um, Wayne Bronner, who's mm-hmm. going to be doing presentations. Uh, we have some newer presenters like River Dark. Uh, we also have Phoenix Benner. Uh, Douglas Connor is going to be presenting. Uh, we have um, quite a long list, over 36 pre- different presenters that are going to be, be presenting at this wow. event. Nice. Yeah, the, the website, um, I call that the source of all truth because we also <laughs> have information on Unfet Life and some of the other uh, websites. But anyone who has questions, I always tell them, go to this, go to the source of truth. And that is uh, southwestletter.org. Uh, we have a list of all of the presenters that are going to be presenting, as well as our keynote um, speakers. We're going to have a speaker at our formal leather dinner, which is kind of a reunion dinner. Because uh, because this is our 10th anniversary for Southwest Leather Conference. We're very excited to be celebrating our birthday. Wow. So we're going to have uh, Slave Alia presenting um, at that formal leather dinner. She's going to be doing a welcome keynote. Mm-hmm. And then at the Sunday brunch, we have uh, Slave Pug, who's going to be doing our endnote speech and kind of wrapping up that weekend about celebrating our history, but also looking towards the future and what we're going to be what, what lies ahead in the years to come. That's very wow. cool. And is, is there a contest going on this year? Yes, we have two contests. Uh, we have the Master Slave contest, and we also have the Boot Black contest. And we're very excited to have some wonderful contestants for both of these contests this year. And we have moved all of the, the contest uh, ceremony and uh, um decision-making piece to the Saturday night uh, Mm -hmm. event. So there'll be a a great presentation uh, with both of the contests occurring on Saturday night. Okay, very cool, very cool. So uh, let me ask you one more question, if you don't mind. Why, if I had three events to pick from happening in the same month, which I don't, but if I did, what would be the one thing that would bring me to uh, Southwest Leather Conference versus any other event? I would say it's the, the wide variety that we offer at our conference. Um, again, it's not just focused on technique and, and BDSM, um, uh, the physical aspect, although we have some great presentations on that. It's because of the wide variety that you could choose from. It's about relationships, DS dynamics. Uh, we have a lot on protocol, um, so there's just a, a wide variety here that I think that you, in this one event, you can hit the spiritual side, the physical side, and the relationship side of things and really gain a lot of valuable information. And then to top that off, as you indicated, it is absolutely gorgeous here this time of year. So if you were going to do any traveling to Arizona, this is the time to come. This is our, this is our season. So, and it's a beautiful state. Uh, so there's plenty to see here. So if you wanted to tack on another uh, couple of days on the front or the back end to see a little bit of this gorgeous state, this would be the, the perfect time to oh, come. Yeah, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently you heard my earlier jealousy at the beginning of the podcast with my little ice cubes hanging off my foot and that taking it out on you. So I'm glad that you threw that in there as well. That's a great reason to come out as well. And one of the things that Don and I try and remember to do when you're going someplace for an event uh, boy, I tell you, who turned down an opportunity to visit Phoenix? <laughs> well, you know, we have a very uh, great, outside of the conference here in Phoenix, we're so fortunate. We have a, uh, a great community, a lifestyle community here. So there is literally something to do almost every night. Um, you know, sometimes more than one thing, uh, my master and I will have to kind of choose, oh, gee, do we want to do that one? Do we want to do this one? Well, we'll try and do both. I mean, so there's really a lot to do here, um, even after the conference or before the conference in the lifestyle as well. Well, that is a great problem to have. It is. It's a wonderful problem. We're very fortunate. Uh, Slave Alina, thank you very much for having, uh, for uh, being on the podcast tonight. We very much appreciate it. 
And um, uh, the next time you're out there uh, sunbathing in January, get, send some warm thoughts our way. Will do. Okay. Thank you much. You're welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Trans Campouts in Walton, West Virginia is offering an exclusive deal to all EA Podcast listeners. If you use the promo code TCO2012 underscore Erotic Awakening, you'll receive 15% off the cost of the event. Check us out at www.transcampout.org. Want to have your product, event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What a bargain! <laughs> Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. <coughs> Did you know you could buy the... <coughs> I had a thought for... had someone in my throat. <laughs> Did you know you could buy the highly acclaimed book, Living MS, or Sex Stories and Power Exchange by Dan and Dawn? Or support them by buying a Erotic Awakening t-shirt, messenger bag, or coffee mug. All of these items can be found by visiting the new and improved, incredible, fantastic, and nobody goes there anyway, but I'm going to sell it, special, uh, support EA Podcast on the podcast page. On eroticawakening.com slash podcast, you can find a group, a page called... No wonder no one goes to it. I don't even know where the page is. Anyway, it's awesome. Any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening. Nice. So, And we also have a new Erotic Awakening mailing list. So if you want to receive an email every now and then to uh, let you know what's going on with the podcast with Dan and Dawn or with whatever is coming up, join the email list. And the link for that can be found on the website at www.eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan.